0: So I want to say this, any time that you are encouraged to not be who God has created you to be, the enemy is somewhere in the facility, somewhere in that. It could be on the external or it could be on the internal or it could be both. But I truly believe that if anything is persuading you not to be who God has created you to be, then that is influence somewhere. There's influence of the enemy. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Church Boy Confessions. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke, and I'm so humbled to be in front of this mic once again. It's an amazing week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you got you got to, you got to make your decision that it's going to be an amazing week. You got to set the tone for your week before the enemy does it for you. So it's an amazing week. Welcome to a new week. I hope you guys had an amazing last week and everything. Um, This episode I wanted to go off the back of last week. That's why it's part two um, of just speaking to the people who feel like um, they need help navigating the relationships that they have in life. Um, I'm talking to people who have been taken advantage of a lot. People who have been looked down on a lot by the people around them. And they don't feel like it's okay for them to separate themselves from other people because... It seems like that's not christ-like or maybe you need help discerning who you need in there who you need in your circle or who doesn't need to be in your circle whatever it may be um, we talked about it a little bit last week and i want to go a little deeper this week um so before i go there um i want to pull up a clip this is going to be from jl jl is a writer phenomenal black woman a writer for unassociated and she has some things to say on this topic as it's something that she has a lot of familiarity with because it's things that she's gone through in her life. So, I'm going to cut to this clip and then we're going to come back and I'm going to start preaching. Cool.
1: So, for me, I went through a period where I was just so completely broken by people just by things that were happening in my life where I felt like my kindness was being taken advantage of. I was there for people that weren't there for me, went the extra mile for people that wouldn't go the extra mile for me. And I was just so tired of essentially being misused and abused. Um, And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna change who I am. Like, I don't wanna be this person anymore. It keeps leaving me in situations um, just empty and broken. And I don't want that for myself. So I'm just gonna be mean, Um, I'm not going to be the kind-hearted person that I usually am. Um, If anyone asks me anything, the answer is no. It's just, I'm just going to completely change my demeanor, completely change my perspective um, and just not be me. But I had to realize that that's not who God made me to be. God made me to be this loving, kind person because people need that. Um, And so it was somewhat of an identity crisis because I knew that's who God made me to be, but... It just wasn't working out for me. Um, and so I had to really like seek God and figure out like, OK, God, this is who you made me to be. But how, how can I be this person effectively to where I'm not getting hurt in the end? Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you, JL. Thank you, JL, for that. Um, thank you so much for submitting that audio. And let's I mean, I'm, I'm ready to get right to it. I hope you guys are, too. We ain't got a lollygag around here. So what I got from that was that you, that, you know, JL realized that, you know, okay, a lot of people are taking advantage of her and her niceness and her living out her purpose, being the great human being that she is. Um, And that might be, you know, I think you're a great human being, JL. So... Um, you realize that you know being yourself was what you needed to be because it was this time where, and this you know, of course, I'm sure that this relates to some of you guys. People have taken advantage of your niceness, so you've come to places in your life where it's like, hmm, maybe I should stop being nice. Maybe I should delete this part of my personality um, so I can have some more fortitude and go about you know just not having to deal with people and not allowing people to treat me a certain way. But thank God, JL snapped out of it. And she said, you know, this is who I am. And at this point I'm, I, I refuse to not be who God has created me to be. Um, but I do need help on like, you know, discerning who needs to be in my circle and actually also discerning when enough is enough. How much, um, crap are you supposed to take from people in the first place? Um, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? You're someone who has been taken advantage of. And at some point, you thought that it was the right thing to just, you know what, I'm not even going to be that person that's, you know, nice. I'm not going to be nice to people no more. I'm just going to harden my shell, harden my exterior. And you're realizing that that's not really working out for you. I want to talk to you. Um, What do you do now? When is enough enough? How do you navigate your relationships from here on out how do you know who's supposed to be in your circle how do you know who's not supposed to be in your circle how do you know who you're supposed to wine and dine with and be be at their house every day and how do you know when you know what this is just not a person that i need in my life because sometimes we get tricked by this idea that you know um us loving everyone like jesus is supposed to you know like jesus did means that we have to be everybody's best friend Um, But, you know, going back to the last episode, that's not exactly what that means. And we're going to break that down further. But um, the first thing I wanted to do um, in regards to the clip was I wanted to talk about um, what JL had discovered. And how changing who you are is never the answer. And I want to make this very clear. This is unassociated. We're in the business of trying to help people identify themselves and identify their purpose. Um, Everything we do in some way will will tie back to this theme of identity. Because I believe that identity is something that we have to understand very early on before we start to try and approach different things in life. Identity, if you know your identity, it changes the way you approach everything in life. The first thing that the devil did to Jesus Christ when he was being tempted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights was he tried to attack Jesus Christ's identity. He said, if you are the son of God, then you should be able to turn this stone into bread. If you are the son of God, you should be able to jump off this cliff and angels will come and they'll tend to you. If you are the son of God, he tried to make Jesus question his own identity. So I want to say this. Anytime that you are encouraged to not be who God has created you to be, the enemy is somewhere in the facility, somewhere in that. It could be on the external or it could be on the internal or it could be both. But I truly believe that if anything is persuading you not to be who God has created you to be, then that is influence somewhere. There is influence of the enemy. Um, and I will say this, Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, not everyone who says to me, this is Jesus talking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. The reason why I wanted to bring up this verse was because understand that you might be on the cusp of changing who you are. So people don't take advantage of you anymore, right? But if you change your identity, God created you with that identity, with your abilities to fulfill a specific purpose. If you don't know who you are and if you try to change who you are, and not be who you are, it's going to be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to fulfill God's will in your life. And mind you, I will say it doesn't just stop with saying I believe in Jesus Christ. It doesn't just stop with saying, um, oh, I, you know, I love God. But it says not all those who say, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those that do the will of the father. Doing the will of the father, you need to know who you are doing the will of the father. You need to have security in that. You can't forsake who you are, because if you forsake who you are, it's a good chance that you're also forsaking your purpose. Um, I want us to just remember something. Remember this. You know when we're serving, when we're you know out and we're being ourselves, and people are not reciprocating to us, people are not um, you know being responsive, whatever it might be. Do understand that we have to make sure that we are goal oriented when we are serving. We have to we have to remind ourselves of our goal. We have to remind ourselves. We have to stay goal oriented. And the goal when we're serving, right, is not just for us to get just to to receive love from other people. It's not for other people to treat us better. Do understand that, you know, whether you are the perfect person or whether you're the worst person, there's going to be people on this earth that treat you bad. Jesus was that perfect person. He was the example. Right. And they treated him bad. They crucified him. They betrayed him, whatever it might be. So don't let your reward don't 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 get this idea that you serving people and loving people and giving yourself to people means that you're ought to get it back that shouldn't be your goal and i don't want you to think that that's the goal because you will not achieve that goal maybe sometimes you'll achieve that goal but in hindsight you'll never achieve that goal to satisfaction the goal here is to be obedient the goal here is to do the will of the father that's how we enter the kingdom that's how we preserve our relationship with him so with that being said you know when is enough enough? When is you know? When is enough enough? When is when do I set up boundaries? Who needs to be in my circle? Who doesn't need to be in my circle? Um, what is the guideline? What is the rubric? Where you know of me figuring out who who's my circle? Who's those people? Um, when 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 can I say you know what I'm I'm done with this person or I'm changing my role with this person? When do I know? When I need to enact all of these different things that Emmanuel is talking about, or that the Word of God is talking about, changing your role, um, or whatever it might be. Um, so I'm I'm a back up real quick, and I wanna I want to us to agree on something. I think that we live in a world today where everybody is searching for the answers on how to live the best life the life that gives them the most comfortability, the life that gives them the most fulfillment, the life that gives them the most purpose, uh, whatever it might be. Right. Um, but I want to say that because of that, I think it's influenced us to always look for blanket answers in everything. We want a blanket answer. How do I do this? How do I do that? Give me the step by step practical like steps to achieving this. But it's just not the case. It's just not the case. Um, and when it comes to, cause I mean, a lot of these things are case by case, a lot of these things, I don't know what's going on in everybody's life. It's probably some people who think that they're giving everything to another person, but they're actually the person that's not giving whatever my, it's everything's case by case. And when things are case by case, and there's not a blanket rule that I can give you in order, or blanket practical steps that I can give you in order to know who's with you and who's against you and this, this, that sometimes there are like, you know, there's some guidelines. Um, but the, 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 The guideline that i want to give above all of that is discernment 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 is you know being able to judge well because we have different cases that come up in life where some a a word of the word of god can apply to this part of your life and then could apply to this part of your life differently like maybe sometimes god is telling you to wait on him right but then other times god is telling you go right you know it's not always wait on god it's not always go, but sometimes you have to listen to what God is telling you case by case. Um, so, I wanted to talk about discernment. I want to talk about how, you know, what that means is that we judge, that is, you know, you're, you're judging well. Um, but I also wanted to say, you know, you might ask yourself, where exactly does discernment come from? How do I get it? How do I know that I'm judging well? Whatever it might be. Um, and I wanted to say something with that discernment. The ability to judge well, to be able to judge good from evil, to know what you need to be doing next. It comes from wisdom and understanding and wisdom and understanding comes from God himself. You know, there's verses in, um, I believe it's Proverbs chapter three. Um, I forgot exactly what verse it is, but it says, lean not on your own understanding. It talks about how we need to acknowledge God in all of in all of our ways. And he's going to be the one to devise our steps. Um, And I feel like that's completely Um, pertinent to this idea of discernment where, you know, we need the wisdom and understanding, but we don't need our own wisdom and understanding. We need God's wisdom and understanding. We don't really have wisdom and understanding, you know, like our wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. All of that. We have to understand that, you know what I'm saying? Like everything, like we, we are not we're nothing we're not capable of being the best judges of what to do and when to do we make mistakes all the time we understand like we always say oh i'm human i make mistakes yeah because you're human and you make mistakes but god doesn't make mistakes so how do we, you know, we, we need wisdom and understanding from God. Let me prove to you that wisdom and understanding um, relates to discernment and all of that comes from God. In 1 Kings 3, verse 9 to 12, you look at, um, this is King Solomon. This is David's, uh, King David's son. You know David, David and Goliath. King David's son, his name was Solomon. And God came to him and he asked Solomon, what do you want from me? Tell me what you want from me. And what King Solomon did um, was that, Starting at verse nine, it says, "Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, an understanding heart to judge thy people, discernment, that I may discern right here between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people?" And the speech pleased the Lord, and Solomon had asked this that that Solomon had asked this thing, and God said unto him, "Because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked." riches for thyself nor hath asked life of thine enemies asked the life of thine enemies but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment behold i will i have done according to thy words lo i have given thee a wise and understanding heart look at that he asked for discernment and god gave him a wise and understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee God gave Solomon a wise and understanding heart when Solomon asked for discernment. And mind you, you might ask yourself, how exactly do I get discernment? Well, you ask God. I want to give you another verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 5. Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Discern. You see how discernment, again, is linked to wise wisdom. And wisdom comes from God. But you may ask, okay, where do I get this wisdom from? James chapter one, verse five. We got the scriptures today, don't we? James chapter one, verse five to seven. It that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not that it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. This is the key part. Let him, excuse me, I'm sorry. Let him ask in faith, not nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus name. Amen. So, we get our wisdom, if you want discernment on how you ought to navigate in life. What is good and what is bad? Should this person be in my life? Should they not be in my life? Should I go here? Should I not go here? You know what discernment is. That feeling that you get when maybe you're at a party and you're like, you know what? Something's about to pop off. I'm about to leave. Or, you know, um, maybe you're on a date and it's not going where well. You know what this person's really weird. Or maybe, you know, like you're you're at a you're just chilling with somebody and their vibe is just off. You know what that is. You feel me? Um, but to get that. To get to get sound judgment, to get good discernment, you need the wisdom and understanding of the Lord. And how do you get the wisdom and understanding of the Lord? You ask. You ask, but make sure you ask with faith, not wavering. God wants to give you wisdom. And I would say that, you know, of course, you got to know the word. You got to get in the word. You got to make that relationship with God. And he will give you that wisdom and understanding. Um, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about Jesus right here, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of already already almost done. Um, Jesus's discernment. I think Jesus is a perfect example of you know talking about discernment in the context that we want to talk about it in, where it comes to keeping people in your circle, um, and all that different stuff, figuring out who that is. I want you guys to understand something. Um, Jesus had. Jesus loved and he served everybody, right? He was here to, you know, help the sick to, to, there's this verse in Luke chapter five that lists all these different things, but I kind of forgot, but he he was here to fulfill a purpose, ultimately to die for our sins and to raise again, um, conquering sin, um, on our behalf, right. And washing us clean. Um, and he served and he loved everybody, but do understand that Jesus had his 12th. Jesus had his circle, which was his 12th. Right. And these 12 were handpicked. To complement Jesus's purpose. Now, like I said, I don't have a blanket rule to help you um, in all of the relationships that you come across in life. But I think that this is something good to keep in mind that Jesus handpicked the people he kept in his circle because they complemented his purpose. These are the people that helped him share the good news. These are the people um, that he was with that supported him and everything, right? Um, Each person was intentionally picked to complement his purpose. And you might think, oh, well, you know, what about Judah, Judas, you know? Yeah. What about Judas? You know, because Judas, Judas wasn't good, but he was also handpicked, too, because he complemented the purpose. You know what I'm saying? Now, I will say like, you know, Judas, I'm not saying keep a Judas on you. So like, you know, you can always be betrayed. Now, I'm not saying that, but I feel like if you're going to relate to somebody who you who who may, who may be distasteful in your life But it still complements your purpose um, I'm not saying that that's who Jesus, Judas was exactly to Jesus But I will say that you know If we're going to make an analogy to fit us It's more like that one person in your life That you may not like to be around all the time But because they may be correcting you Or they may be Judas didn't do this to Jesus But um, they may be correcting you They may be calling you out Holding you accountable You may not like it But it still complements your purpose right Um And I want, I want you guys to know that, like, maybe that's what some, that's where you can start. You know, who, who in your circle, who, who are these people that, you know, you say you're taking advantage of you. They're taking advantage of you. They're, they're looking down on you. What am I, they make you feel bad about being you. Think about that. They make you feel bad about being you and you need to be you to do the will of God. So do you think that they're complimenting your purpose? Um, and I will say that, you know, I don't want you to think that, okay, well, you know, these people need my help, so I'm helping them, so they're complimenting my purpose. But no, I don't think that that's the same thing. Um, I don't think that they're complimenting your purpose. I think that they're giving you an opportunity to serve, um, but I don't think that's the same thing as supporting you. Um, I would say that, you know, it's okay to, and I'm going right off my notes, but like, it's okay to pick your circle, right? It's okay to pick your circle um, as long as you realize that, you know, your circle is, Is not the people you exclusively serve. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus wasn't just here for the 12 disciples. He was here for everybody. And Jesus didn't love the 12 disciples more than he loved anybody else. But he realized that, yo, like these are the people that I need around me or that are supposed to be around me to complement my purpose. I don't love anybody less or whatever it might be. But this is the circle. This is it right here. You know, and he wasn't just serving Matthew. He wasn't just serving Simon Peter. He wasn't just serving Bartolome. He was serving everybody he came across. So, those people who are giving you opportunities to serve who are really annoying, by all means, you know, thanks for the opportunity, but that doesn't have to be your circle. You know, I feel like everybody's circle should be complementing their purpose um, and the will of God in their life in some type of way. But to expand on this idea, like, you know, Jesus choosing his 12, um, he didn't love anybody less. Um, And it wasn't like the 12 were greater than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? But recognize that we weren't in his 12 for a reason. Emmanuel Heke wasn't in his 12. Um, And recognize that, you know, he died for all of us, not just the 12. So continue to serve. You know what I'm saying? Continue to be who you are. Continue to be that person that God is using to help people and bless people's lives and all that different stuff. But the people who walk over you, the people who treat you bad, the people who make you not want to be you, they don't have to be the people that are your in your circle. They don't have to be the people that, um, you know, you're answering to, you're opening up to, or whatever it might be, or you feel like you need around in order to continue going on living. I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, so yeah, I will be honest with you. That's all I had. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, for people who are going through this, man, the Bible has the answers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just one blanket answer. That's going to be what gives you like, there's no blanket answer for everything in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why, you know, God knew that, and that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying. And that's why when we come to him, when we have a, when we have relationship him, relationship with him, and we come to him, he's going to be there for us. He wants to be there for us, and he wants to instruct us on the different things that we come across. So take that step. You know, ask God for that wisdom and understanding, and furthermore, ask him to help you set up people in your life. Um, that are going to be the ones to complement your purpose, not just give you opportunities to serve, but complement your purpose. Um, get in that word because, you know, faith coming from hearing, hearing of the word of God. Get in that word. Familiarize yourself with his voice. So when he speaks to you, when he speaks to you and gives you that idea that that though the, the discernment, you're going to recognize that voice. So, yeah, that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hope that could really help somebody. Um, let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this talk. Thank you so much, Father God, for the words that you've given me, and I pray that it blesses the listener, Father God, that it be stained in the back of their head, God, and that they realize, Lord Jesus, that th- that wisdom and understanding come from you, Father God, and that in order to go through life, not everything's going to be a blanket answer, Father God. That's why we need your wisdom, your understanding, so we can have discernment to judge what is good and what is bad. Um, and we thank you, Father God, for being there with us and get, letting us have access to all of this in the first place, Father God. Um, help us to move with faith. Help us to familiarize ourselves with your voice, Father God. Um, and help us, Lord Jesus, to be able to pick the right circle, Father God, um, and to love everybody the same, continue to serve the same. Um, and yeah, and fulfill your will in our lives, God, and never question um the idea of maybe not being us because of the things that we have to go through. So have your make your way, God, in Jesus name. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. If you feel like this episode really helped you, I'm very happy about that. If you feel like it would help anybody else that you know, please send it to them. Um, Let's break some chains. Let's help people out. Let's help people get closer to God through Jesus Christ. Love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Board Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.